Hey, it's Michelle here. What if I told you that I had three science-backed secrets that are guaranteed to improve your energy? No more waking up feeling exhausted, no more brain fog, no more procrastinating, no more burnout. I'm talking about powerful habits that will give you an energy edge. No more relying on all that coffee, all that Coke Zero to get you through the day. I'm talking about learning how to create more energy from the inside out. I want to invite you to the Energy Upgrade, the free online masterclass that I'm hosting live on Tuesday, June 4th at 12 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to give you all the insider strategies to harness the power of your gut brain axis to create more energy from the inside out. I'm going to teach you how I'm able to have the energy to run a law firm, a coaching business, this podcast, pastor a church, and have energy for my family and my home life. I want to teach you all the secrets that I've dialed in around my gut health, nutrition, stress management, the nervous system, and lifestyle habits that are crucial for sustaining high energy and well-being so that we can get stuff done. Let's give you an energy upgrade. Click the link in the show notes to save your seat. It's time to elevate your energy, my friend. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. What's up, friends? Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. Michelle Grosser here, your master coach. So excited you're joining us today. We are going to talk about what we should do, what happens after we lose our ever-loving mind on our kids. I was in a coaching session the other day, um, and my client was talking about how she was having these realizations like of how much of her childhood was actually spent walking on eggshells around her mom because it felt like out of nowhere, her mom would just snap and yell at her and yell at her siblings. And like she has young kids of her own now. And she was telling me how since she's had these memories kind of come up and surface and this revelation about how that felt for her as a kid, she's found that she's now like hyper aware, right? Hypersensitive about not wanting to do the same thing to her own kids, not wanting her kids to have the same experience. And I, and I so get that because it makes a lot of sense, right? Like none of us want our kids to experience the things from our own childhood that we're still healing from. But I also didn't want her to have like this pressure on her to think that she could never 
express anger or that if she did, like she'd ruin her kids because, well, one, I'm not sure it's realistic to think that we can get through parenthood without ever snapping. And then two, like I'm not even convinced that that's even what's best for our kids. And hear me out here. So this is what kind of came to me. And I asked her, I was like, listen, when you were a kid and you have these memories of your mom, you know, just snapping and yelling and getting really angry and losing her cool at you guys, what would happen afterward? And she kind of thought about it. And then she kind of got teary and she's just like, nothing. Like either everyone would pretend that it never happened or, you know, at best it would take a few hours. At worst, it would take a few days of the silent treatment. And then she'd come around again and be her normal self and we'd all pretend everything was normal. And guys, that's exactly what I thought she was going to say because here's the thing. It is a lot easier for our children to process when we snap, when we yell, when we lose our cool, when we're intentional about the repair process, right? When we snap, when we yell, lose our cool, and then we never address it. We pretend it never happened. We never help them process it. We never take accountability. Like imagine how confusing that can be for a kid. It makes sense that that would be traumatic or that could be traumatic. Now, obviously when I'm talking about snapping, (laughs) you guys, I'm not talking about physically harming our children. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm just talking about the experience that happens in motherhood of being so pushed to the edge of our limits, right? Being under such chronic unrelenting stress that sometimes it just gets the best of us and we snap. We yell, we scream, we have a meltdown. So I just want to normalize for any of you who are listening who have snapped at your kids and I'm assuming it's all of us at some point, right? Or at least myself and every mom I've ever met. When we are pushed beyond our window of tolerance, beyond the capacity of our nervous system, It is completely normal, even expected, right? It's a completely normal, completely expected physiological response to be pushed into that sympathetic state, that fight or flight, and either yell or get angry or be irritable. Now, being in that state is a normal part of the human experience, right? But what we do in that state, our words, our actions, that is our responsibility. For that, we are accountable. So all of our emotions are okay. All of our emotions are normal and healthy and welcome. But the action, our actions, all of them are not necessarily okay, right? We don't always choose the best way to express our anger. Our anger in and of itself is totally normal, totally fine. We have to become more comfortable with expressing anger in a healthy way, especially as women, especially as moms. It's like one of my soapbox topics. But the ways in which we choose our to choose to express our anger or the ways in which we do, right, without conscious choice, they're, all of those are not necessarily okay. So when I'm taking care of myself, I'll speak for myself for a minute. When I'm taking care of myself, when I'm well-resourced, when I've been sleeping well, when I've had good emotional hygiene, I'm not holding stuff in and repressing stuff, when I feel like I'm getting help, when I'm well-fed, when I notice I'm getting dysregulated when I'm in that state. I can catch it. I can catch myself starting to get irritated or aggravated. I can catch my somatic cues. I know what it feels like 
in my chest and in my jaw and in my shoulders. And before I lose my ever loving mind on my kids, I can stop and I can go sit in my car and scream into space for two minutes, or I can go into my backyard and just get some sunshine and take some deep breaths. And I can do whatever regulating practice that I have to feel better. And I'm okay. And I'm fine. And my kids do not get yelled at on those days. But there are days when I haven't been taking as good care of myself when work's been stressful, when Jeff's you know been busy or traveling, when I've been carrying a lot, I haven't been sleeping well, I'm not dealing with my own crap, and it just takes one whiny, annoying, complainy comment from my kid for me to lose it. And it happens to the best of us, you guys, and it feels like crap. I know, I've been there, right? The minute it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, ah, damn, it feels so bad. I'm just like, oh, come here. I'm sorry. And I feel guilty. And why Why do we experience guilt? Let's talk about that for a second. Well, here's my take on it. There is productive guilt and there is unproductive guilt. And when we feel guilty after yelling at our kids, that, my friends, is productive guilt. And I think it's productive because it's an indication to us that we've just done something that is out of alignment with our values, right? The way in which I just behaved is not congruent with how I want to mother my children. So that guilt is productive in the sense that it's actually moving me forward and calling me higher to whatever it looks like to get back into alignment. So maybe it is accountability and apology and whatever it is, asking for forgiveness so that I can bring myself back into alignment, back with my values and how I want to raise my children. That is productive guilt. So that being said, it happens to the best of us. We've all yelled at our kids, but what should we do next? And this is really the pivotal moment, right? More so than the moment when we actually snap, when the, when the yelling or the anger actually comes out, what we do next is really what matters. So let's talk about that for a minute. First thing you got to do, absolutely number one is everybody's got to regulate. Everybody's got to get regulated. Before you can do anything meaningful, before you're going to do any good piece of parenting after losing your cool, you got to regulate your nervous system and you have to bring your body back to a place where you're able to think clearly. So take the time to do that. Cool all the way down, right? And you got to give your kids the time to do that too. Before you even approach the repair process, everyone's got to be back in their learning brain because here's what happens. When we are emotionally charged, when we are dysregulated, our brains switch into survival mode, right? It's kind of like like beast mode or like Hulk mode. And when we are activated in that way, the part of our brain that can think logically and use our communication skills and see the big picture and consider other perspectives and all of these beautiful things. That's our prefrontal cortex. When we are emotionally charged and dysregulated, that part of our brain is completely shut down. It's not working. That's true for us and that's true for our kids. So everybody's got to get regulated first, whatever that looks like, right? Before any meaningful discussion is going to be had about what just happened, everybody's got to calm down. So maybe that does look like some breathing and breath work. Maybe it looks like shaking and discharging some of that energy. Maybe it looks like just getting some fresh air, right? Taking a walk around the block. Maybe it looks like grabbing a pillow and just like throwing it on the ground 20 times and just allowing yourself to like 
scream or yell or express or whatever it feels like your body needs. Whatever it is that works for you, do that and give yourself and give your children enough time to cool off. And then once everyone, everyone's had that period to regulate and return to their thinking brain, their learning brain, what we want to do, and this is really the beauty and the power in this process, and I think this is where some of your most powerful parenting moments will happen, is that you have an opportunity to teach your kids what it looks like to take accountability for their actions by taking accountability for your actions. So we take accountability and we apologize. We take accountability. And for so many of us who have these painful memories from childhood of our parents yelling or screaming or messing up, right? What's so painful is that our parents did not take accountability for their action. A lot of us, a lot of you, you have no memory of your parent ever admitting that they had made a mistake, that they were wrong, that they were sorry that they caused you pain or that that was scary for you. They pretended like they were always right, right? Or they shifted the blame and all of a sudden it was your fault that they were upset. That's what causes the trauma. That what That's what causes that pain that has to be healed in subsequent generations. So we want to be parents who teach our children to take accountability by taking accountability, by taking accountability. So it's on us. It's on us as the adults. It's on us as the parents to initiate these conversations, right? And to teach our kids how it looks to actually take accountability. It's not rehashing what happened, right? It's not, listen, even though you did X, Y, and Z to make me so angry, like I'm sorry and I'll do better next time, that is not an effective repair. We have to acknowledge to ourselves and to our kids out loud that regardless of what they did, what they did to quote unquote cause us to lose it, we still owe it to them to do better than we did, right? So we can acknowledge what happened, take accountability and apologize. We look them in the eye. We say, we're sorry. You know what, man, I totally messed up earlier. I don't know how that happened, but I am so sorry that I yelled at you like that. You know, can we talk about it for a minute? And man, we can't pressure them to listen. We can't pressure them to engage And if you find yourself in that place where your kids are like, no, I don't want to talk about it, man, one of the most challenging parts of repairing relationships is really understanding that we can't control the other person. So we can't pressure them. We can't coerce them to listen to us. We can just stay patient, present, and consistent until they're ready. And maybe what our kid was doing was really annoying. (laughs) And maybe what our kid was doing was disobedient or whatever it was, disrespectful, right? Maybe it was crazy and irrational and they were you know, about to cause some harm or something. But guess what? That is what children do sometimes. And the truth is that regardless of what my kids do, I'm the adult, I'm the parent, and I'm the one who first needs to do better at controlling my actions. So I want to tell them that honestly. And that's what I do with my kids. Like, man, I am so sorry that I just lost my cool there and I yelled at you. That was not okay. And sometimes I get upset and it's normal for me to get upset. But when I'm upset, that doesn't mean I can yell at people. I've got to find a better way to handle myself when I feel like these feelings are coming up in me. I'm really sorry if that scared you or I'm really sorry that made you sad. Do you forgive me? That is accountability and apologizing. 
Do you often find yourself working really hard to keep everyone around you happy? Do you often wonder if others like you or or maybe what they think about you? Do you struggle to set boundaries? You really love being connected to others. Maybe you trust others really easily. How about this one? Do you tend to be quite talkative? You might have thought all of these were just parts of your personality, but they're actually coping mechanisms that you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And then over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern, And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are, but rather what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com slash quiz now to take my two minute personality patterns quiz. And then the next thing we want to do is we want to problem solve and we want to follow through problem solve and follow through. So what are we going to do differently next time? Right. And you can even share it with your kids. One, because it shows them how we can like plan and resource ourselves better in advance. And two, our kids can actually help hold us accountable, which can be also really annoying sometimes, but I found it to be quite effective. Um, because sometimes I'll be like, all right, next time, you know, my commitment to you is that next time when I feel myself starting to get agitated or annoyed, I'm going to take some, I'm just going to walk away and take some deep breaths next time. And then I don't really think much of it. And then sure enough, you know, a few days later, a few weeks later, I find myself starting to get aggravated and agitated. And my five-year-old will be like, mom, I think you need to take some deep breaths. I'm like, gosh, darn it. She's totally right. Um, And I do, right. I'll just turn around and walk away and go take some deep breaths. But guys, then they're in on it and they know what's going on and they know how I'm feeling. And guess what? Our kids are pretty compassionate. Like they actually don't come after me and continue to push my buttons when they see what I'm doing. And they even in their little four and five year old brains have a limited understanding of what's going on. They're like, ah, you know what? Like we know what's going on with mom. She needs a minute. She's going to go calm down and then she's going to come back and it's going to be fine. And then also in this problem solving and and following through, this is actually an opportunity for us as moms and as, and as human beings to reevaluate our own self-regulation tools. Like, why is it that I got to the point of snapping? In what ways was I not taking care of myself? In what ways was I not resourcing myself? Is it that I'm completely overwhelmed that I'm not asking for help this week? Is it something that happened a few days ago that I'm refusing to address and it's driving me crazy and it's, you know, peeking out and sneaking, sneaking out and, and leaking out in these sideways? Is it, you know, like, why was my window of tolerance so small? Why was I ignoring my somatic cues of dysregulation? Like, how can I better resource myself next time? 
So once we've calmed down, we can actually take an inventory of like what got us to that point of snapping, right? And that empowers us to do something different next time. That's how we grow. That's how we get better. That's how we evolve. That's part of the journey. And then finally, guys, our kids just have to see us following through on whatever it is that we brainstormed and discussed and planned that we would do next time. It's one of the most important steps. This is where we build trust. It's where we build trust because think about it. We can do all the apologizing and take all the accountability and responsibility and come up with all of these great plans and ideas for next time. But if we keep doing the same thing over and over and over, if we keep ignoring our somatic cues and not resourcing ourselves well and snapping on them and and not doing what it is that we said we would do, our kids aren't going to buy it. They're not going to buy it. We can probably all think of a situation where someone apologized to us for something and then turned around and did it again, right? Like, how does that make us feel? It probably makes us even more upset and felt like they, they didn't care at all or they didn't actually feel bad or that none of it was honest or true. Probably didn't trust them when they apologized the next time, said it wasn't going to happen again, right? So it's an opportunity for us to be aware, intentional, purposeful, about really putting our money where our mouth is when it comes to repairing with our kids. So if nothing else, (laughs) I want to leave you just with this encouragement and this reminder, really, because I think we all like know this in our knower, but do we know it? Do we actually believe it? Have we embodied it? Our kids, my kids, your kids, they don't need perfect parents, you guys. They really don't. What do they need? They need real parents, parents who are honest, parents who are accountable, parents who are trustworthy, parents who are present and consistent. And I promise you, if you are listening to this podcast, (laughs) that is you. You are real. You are accountable. You are honest. You are consistent. You are present. You are a good mom. And you are a human being who sometimes snaps because you are doing a lot, a lot of stuff and your brain is super full and your nervous system is really overstimulated. And I get all of that because I'm with you. I'm with you on this journey. But I just want to remind you that guilt that you might experience when you lose it on your kids, allow yourself to reframe your mindset around that a little bit. And allow yourself to be thankful for that guilt because it is productive and it is moving you more into alignment with the type of parent you want to be. So we don't just sit in that guilt because that in and of itself would not be productive. But if it moves us to take accountability and apologize to our children, if it moves us to problem solve and follow through next time and to grow and evolve and get better as moms, as wives, as human beings, that is beautiful. That is the process. That is the journey that we're on together. And I just want to remind you, we are in this together. So if this is something that you find yourself struggling with, right, and you find or you notice that you are snapping at your kids more often than you'd like, and you have difficulty noticing your somatic cues of dysregulation when your body is communicating to you that it needs help regulating. 
if you find that you are snapping at your kids often and you're having a hard time following through with whatever plan you've come up with to help yourself regulate and calm down so you don't get to that point of snapping, you don't have to figure this out alone. You really don't. There's a link in the show notes. You can book a free 30-minute call with me. Let me know what it is you're going through. Where are you getting stuck? What's so frustrating to you about the process? Where are you feeling like, ah, I don't know what to do, Michelle. I'm just like, um, I need a little bit of guidance here. Guys, this is my wheelhouse. So go ahead. You can book a free 30-minute call, no strings attached, and I will see if there's anything I can do in that moment to help resource you. I can send you guides that I have. Um, We can talk about ways that I can support you one-on-one if that's something that you're interested in. But I just want to remind you that you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to figure this out alone. This is this whole parenting thing. This whole life thing is complicated, you guys. There is help. There are resources. So don't be too, you know, proud. You don't have to do this on your own. Go ahead. Seek out resources. Seek out help. You guys got this. All right. I love you guys so much. I will see you on here again soon. Have a great rest of the day. Take care. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.